Would any of us have predicted that in 2023 the biggest movie to come out would be about Barbie? And yet here we are in this strange reality where we are talking about it and it is still being watched, it's still being viewed, it's still being um, promoted in such a massive way. The movie made a huge impact, but we kind of forget that it's based on a toy. And the original toy is something that was seen as quite problematic for a long time. The original Barbie is a stereotype, but children also create their own Barbie worlds. That's the title of the article by our next guest, who's assistant professor in early childhood curriculum studies at McEwen University, Dr. Aslam Kankaya. Dr. Kankaya, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Chelsea. I'm very happy to be here. Barbie has kind of taken over for so many people with the success of this movie. So what was it that made you want to dive into Barbie being a stereotype and and talking about the imaginative way that kids actually are able to play with it? Why did you want to write this article? Mm-hmm. Uh, my research focuses about uh, the best methods to promote children's early learning. And I'm really interested in toys and materials that would be most conductive for children's creative play. So I played with Barbies. I'm in my 40s and I played with Barbies. And when the movie made a big comeback, it came back, Barbie came with a baggage. So I wanted to explore a little bit how Barbie can be useful for children's play. But all, at the same time, I wanted to bring attention to some of the weaknesses that Barbie play might have for children. And there are a few of them. I, I mean, the idea of Barbie being sort of a problematic toy was one that was brought up, um, you know, a lot a few decades ago when it was really really popular I remember a lot of it being about the beauty standards that Barbie was promoting but there's a lot more to it than that we can touch on that in just a moment Uh, you write about gender-based stereotypes that Barbie promotes can you speak to that Uh, I can speak to that with a little bit of experience. I have a six-year-old daughter, and I had no plans to buy her a Barbie. But life gave us a suitcase full of Barbies. My uh, lovely mother-in-law, she brought all of her toys to our house. And I could not send them back. I could not donate them. So we had to play with them. And while I was observing my child engaging with it, children are just, so immersed in uh, those like Barbie, and they find it interesting. But I uh, use this as an opportunity to have good conversations about some of the weaknesses Barbie might have. For example, uh, dressing Barbie uh, for play is not enough for me, and I encourage my child to have conversations about good topics like Barbie's profession and what might be do- uh, Barbie doing as a hobby. So. I try to tie in uh, and break in the gender stereotype in Barbie play. We have a very similar experience in that I also was not planning on getting a Barbie for my daughter and it was my mother-in-law that gave her one and I thought, okay, I guess here we are. Um, but, uh-huh. but is it is it parents that are the ones that are promoting that stereotype? I mean, is it our fear around these toys that make us say, ooh, maybe this one is a good one and maybe this is a bad one? Are we putting maybe a little bit too much importance on these on these dolls? <laughs> It could be both of them, uh, Chelsea. My previous research focused on children's mathematical abilities across cultures. And what strikes me about Barbie is um, bad decisions from the makers of Barbie, for example. At some point in the 90s, they got Barbie, when Barbie had a voice, they got Barbie to say things like, I don't like math. 
And moving is a very challenging subject for females for decades. And um, when children look up to a character such as Barbie, they they internalize what Barbie is saying. At the same time, when parents um, are not crazy about math, children uh, adopt those ideas or the messages that are inherent in the toys. So when Barbie says, I can't do math, I'm not good at math, and uh, parents already, when they do not have that focus in their household, of course, children choose a different path. And that's what creates segregated fields in uh, our lives. How much of it is because that's what the child sees themselves? Um, like a girl, a girl will identify with a Barbie toy and a boy won't. Are there just natural differences to the way that each gender will play with a toy and take meaning out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, gender differences are very prominent, even at uh, very young ages in children's play. But uh, with a little bit help, with a little bit guidance, I think uh, those gender stereotypes can be uh, can be molded into something useful. For example, um, if parents provide gender-neutral materials for children, that would be conductive for more creative play. Hmm. Who says that girls cannot be engineers? They would make the best, excellent engineers. But I think it starts in the home environment when we do not give enough opportunities to children to be more. They just stick with the path that is created for them. So ultimately, through your research, then, when we're looking at Barbie as a toy, as a contemporary toy for kids, is this something that you concluded was a good or a bad option? I believe every toy has something special to offer to children. That includes Barbie. And there are a lot of toys out there. Uh, Some people may not approve. Some people would love it. But ultimately, when children are left with the toy, they, depending on their creativity, depending on their immediate needs, children make something of it. So there's no good good toy or bad toy. but the way it is being utilized. So I would say that the best approach to um, to Barbie may be supporting it with some open-ended materials where children do not really get stuck with the predetermined appearances Barbie has, but they might create uh, some opportunities for uh, being more creative and using their own imagination. That's ultimately where we would like to lead the children. We do not want to limit what they can think when they play. We want to open up perspectives uh, by bringing perhaps more toys, more materials, so that they can create uh, what's most conductive for their learning and for understanding life. Expand on that a little bit. So this goes beyond playing with a Barbie and this goes to now playing with all toys, right? It's just sort of increasing the way that kids can play with these with these items to foster mm-hmm. their imagination. Can you talk a little bit more about how to do that? So there are some toys uh, that, that might offer very limited opportunities for children to explore. We usually call them one-trick ponies. So you might be pressing a few buttons. Uh, those are the toys that may not be the best for children if you would like to open up their problem-solving abilities or their imaginative thinking because uh, the way 
children can interact with them is quite limited. On the opposite end, you can take some examples such as blocks or Legos or there's new, this new cool toy called magnetiles. With those, for example, magnetiles, when you put them together, you can make an amazing building. My uh, six-year-old, actually, we really invested into that type of toy because we saw that she really explores beyond her imagination. The other day, she came up with this sports complex and she was incorporating a STEM idea we uh, talked about. She said, here's a large door and if I were to tie up a string, I can open up the large door and I I can attach a pulley to it. That's how I would pull it down. Mm-hmm. So I, when you provide open-ended materials or everyday materials for children, they really... Uh, explore all of their resources for problem solving. That is the type of opportunity we would like to offer to children because it leads to uh, a different type of play that's more in-depth, that uh-huh. helps them uh, grow in their cognitive abilities. What about you know bringing it back to the, the Barbie doll itself? Mm-hmm. Mattel has really changed who Barbie is. I mean, there are tons uh-huh. of different offerings now, you know, with different skin tones and different body shapes and all kinds of different abilities and limitations. Mm-hmm. So do you think that now this toy is something that um, is is a better option, even if you don't introduce mm-hmm. some of these other materials, just by having these different dolls that have these different identities, you're kind of creating diverse communities and worlds within mm-hmm. a child's Barbie universe. I think uh, what Mattel did is uh, progress in the right direction, but it's not always enough because uh, depending on children's cultural backgrounds, um, I've heard from a lot of my peers actually, oh, when I was a child, I wasn't allowed to play with Barbie. And that doesn't, uh, that doesn't surprise me. It still applies today. So, uh, with the Barbie, I think, uh, it is in the right direction, but, um, at the same time, it may not be conductive for the, uh, type of play they're envisioning children, uh, that they would evolve in. Okay. Dr. Kankaya, thank you so much for your time and your research on this. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, Chelsea. Of course. Take care. That's Dr. Aslam Kankaya, Assistant Professor in Early Childhood Curriculum Studies at McEwen University. Uh, wrote an article for theconversation.com saying, titled, Yes, the original Barbie is a stereotype, but children also create their own Barbie worlds.